uh, Skullboys. The Street Press Podcast with Sean Fraser. For a start, there are not enough white men doing podcasts. I've got to always support that when that comes along. I was talking to a mate today at a baby queue. We didn't cook a baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was. I just want to thank you. Yeah, no, it was me. He wouldn't shake our hand until he finished putting on his glove. Imagine what he's like during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got you here for the podcast after your big night last oh. night, so I'm stoked with that. I get a thrill knowing that you're doing what you're doing. That's good. Well, I don't know what I'm doing today. We're just sort of just winging it. Did you moon Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. I hope life is treating you well. I hope you got an extra day off this week. Obviously, we just had the uh, public holiday, the October long weekend. That's when the footy's on. AFL, congrats to Collingwood for uh, breaking the drought. They won theirs while in the NRL, the Panthers got the three-peat. Three in a row for the Panthers. I'm kind of sick of them being that good, but... <laughs> I was sort of uh, sort of rooting for the Broncos in that one, but uh, it wasn't to be. I held the grand final barbecue um, at my house this year and had a couple of friends over. And I just finished today, actually, cleaning the uh, cans in the backyard and out of the pool. So <laughs> I got around to it eventually uh, because yesterday I spent most of that laying on the couch. I couldn't really uh, do much. I was dead to the world because we partied a little too hard. Anyways, on today's episode of the podcast. We've got Brady Webb. He is the drummer of Short Stack. Uh, he and the boys from Budgie Boy on the Central Coast, they kicked off the band in the early noughties and uh, they were pretty successful from the get-go. I remember watching it happen. Obviously, I'm from the Central Coast as well and I was also in a punk band at the same time. And uh, I remember looking on MySpace and they just seemed to be so far ahead of the curve in, when it came to uh, marketing. They were always on the computer talking to their fans, engaging really well. They made these videos, Short Stack TV. I'm sure there's some people out there that probably watched many of those episodes. They were good fun. And then not long after that, while they were in high school, I'm pretty sure they signed a record deal and things just went ballistic, really, just skyrocketed for um, Short Stack. There was a story once upon a time with my band and Brady's band, actually, just before they got famous. There was a festival, actually, up in Hamilton in Newcastle. Both of our bands were in school at the time. Uh, obviously, the boys, I think they were studying up in Newcastle and I was studying on the Central Coast. And we had to get as many people as we possibly could to text in this number and let them know that our band should be playing this festival and it should be playing at a good time of the day. And we were running around school, getting everyone to text message and go, hey, come on, we want to win this competition. We came second of 100 bands, of 100 bands doing this texting comp, and uh, we lost. We came second. And the band that came first, Short Stack. And I don't hold a grudge against them. They were already just so popular at the time. And uh, we both ended up playing that festival. Um, and, and Short Stack had a huge crowd. I'll, I'll never forget that. And just thinking... These boys are onto something. Everything they're doing right now is working. And good on them. They've worked for everything they've uh, they've earned over these years. So I had Brady on. We had a uh, pretty good chat. We spoke about those MySpace days that I'm talking about. Uh, we talk about the marketing. Short Stack TV has to get mentioned, doesn't it? Uh, we talk about the style change for the band. If you listen to their latest record, which actually came out last year, they've gone on a few hiatuses and there's music every few years from the boys in Short Stack. But definitely, if you listen to this album from last year, Stevie Knight is the producer for it. It is heavy. Like, it's it's a Short Stack that you haven't heard before, if you haven't heard it before. (laughs) 
Yes, we talk about them fighting and breaking up and how they deal with, uh, you know, personal differences, I suppose, while they're in the band. Don't forget Brady and Andy. Andy's the bass player, Brady the drummer. Uh, They are brothers. And Sean, who is the vocalist, he is a good friend of theirs. They actually all met on a train once upon a time. But, yeah, we talk about what tour is like nowadays for Short Stack. Uh, they've got families now. They're married. Uh, things have changed a bit from when they were, you know, teenagers coming up. And Brady has uh, a bit of advice for any bands that might be listening out there on how to deal when you have a bit of personal conflict and you're out on the road. Uh, the best way to kind of make sure that you're not really fighting too much out on the road. All right, let's bring him on. This is Brady Webb, the drummer of Short Stack. Brady, how are you doing? I am good, thank you. How are you, Sean? I'm good, mate. What's happening today? Not too much. I have my son home watching Spider-Man movies while I'm up here doing some some work and some interviews. There you go. And you bring up the Spider-Man thing, so it's you've passed it on down a generation as well. It is insane <laughs> how much of a clone he is of me. Like every week I'm like, oh, yeah, I loved that thing, and he's obsessed with it. It's weird. I was looking back, I was actually remembering from when you guys, when I first heard of you guys, you guys were in high school and you're a bit younger than the other boys. So you would have been really young. And I remember MySpace is where it all sort of kicked off. Take me back to those days when, when you guys started the MySpace, it was mainly a lot of videos, you're producing songs and stuff, wild times, how quick sort of things happened for you guys back then. Wasn't it nuts? It was very crazy. And it's now being older, I have that perspective of just realizing how insane it was. Um, I remember that I was on a Windows 98 computer using, (laughs) I think it was a cakewalk program to put down our very early demos. And this was, I didn't even have a MIDI keyboard. So it was like, it's just crazy how much even music production has changed um, almost 20 years later. Yeah. But, um, but uh, it, it's just, yeah, th- those days of MySpace and the really bad computers, the really bad cameras. Um, now I realize that we we were rightfully um, getting praise for how ahead of the time we were with, with the content mm. we were making. I was going to say, you guys seemed to be at the forefront at the time of like taking advantage of what was on offer that you could record a video and put that video online and, you know, people could engage with it. I feel like at the time there weren't a lot of people that were doing it. Uh, and you guys always had a short stack TV, I believe. I think it's, is it still going? Uh, I think it technically is, but we've realized that there's just no point of doing these 20 minute YouTube videos. It's all like 30 second TikToks now. I, uh, I vaguely remember you and Andy sort of getting into an argument on the, in the van. It was over a video game. <laughs> I think you'd taken the video game on holidays and he wanted to finish the video game or something like that. You've done your research. <laughs> I remember that too. Yes. It, that's the crazy thing. Like back then it was like, oh, why are you putting your, like your arguments on film? It's like, yeah, everyone does. You just film everything now. So it was weird back then, I guess. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's hilarious that you can just log on and go back and, you know, you guys filmed so much back then that you can actually watch yourselves grow up. Yeah, it looks like it was filmed on a potato, but yeah, we can. <laughs> the rise for you guys was, like I said before, it was quite phenomenal. And but the way people were reacting, uh, the, these kids were just nuts for you guys. Yeah, and I, I still, I can't really work out 
why what we did worked so well and created that hysteria. It all felt a bit silly back then and it still feels silly now, but you know, you're always going to have the really loud fans that are going to scream really loud and mm. maybe even you could say overreact, but uh as time's gone on like there's still a lot of really hardcore fans and they they they're quieter, but it's amazing just the impact we've had and they show us these tattoos and they tell us their story and like the most beautiful moments now are when these these adults come up to us mm. and they're like you don't realize um i had the worst childhood and i would look forward to just coming home and listening to your music and it helped me and what more could you ask for it's a, an amazing feeling to be told that that's one of those things that you know not many people in this world get the opportunity to be able to say that but to to make such a big change in someone's life that's um it's quite an amazing thing also, you guys released a new album last year and I had to listen to the album and I listened to it a few times and I truly believe that it's your best stuff. It's it's a lot heavier than Short Stack is used to. Why the change? How come you decided to go heavy? Is it a natural thing for you guys? Is someone saying you should go heavy or are you just legit three guys just going, let's, let's create this sound? Well, that's the thing. Like we started being a band, becoming a band in my drum room, which I was very lucky to have. My dad's a drummer. Um, so we had this soundproof room and we would just be guitar, bass and drums with like really bad equipment, uh, really bad mics. It was all so rock. And we were like legit, almost like a really soft punk band because it was so natural. And this was, of course, before we had MIDI keyboards and good music production. So we were always that band just naturally. And then we had a producer that did some amazing stuff with us, but always tried to make it slightly more commercial. Um, and we loved some of the commercial stuff, but I think now that we're just kind of doing our own thing and no one's telling us what to do, the, the, our management are like, we're like, what do you think guys? They're like, just do what you want. We're like, mm. it feels wrong. Like we should have some sense of direction, but we just do what we want now. And it's naturally just, yeah, like the heavier, we're a rock band, I guess. You feel like you're more yourselves, I suppose. Is it, is it less pressure? Yeah, it's definitely less pressure to be a certain band. Um, and I think we've just learned that as long as we care about the songs and we make sure they're good, we know if they're not good, it doesn't really matter if there's louder guitar and, you know, like the lyrics. I think Sean's lyrics always connect with really fans of all different ages. The songs just have to be good and we have to not half-ass it and I think people will turn up. Is there another voice in this record as well? Uh, you mean another vocalist? Yeah. There, a deeper voice? Andy does a lot of BVs. He is sprinkled throughout all the songs and there's like, of all our songs ever, I reckon there's like 2% Brady. Just very, very <laughs> soft. I'm a really bad singer, so... Well, the voice I'm talking about, maybe it's just one of the boys. It just sounds really different to what I'm I'm used to. I think it might be Sean that you're hearing. And he's yeah. just, I guess he, because um, I've heard that before. I think people are surprised when he's not sounding like a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> Will he like to hear that? Uh, he, he would admit it. He'd say, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cracking, cracking record. Also uh, produced by Stevie Knight too, right? Yeah, what a legend. He's doing some good things. Yes, and he's. He's very, he became, he was like obviously well on his way when he started working with us a couple of years ago. But um, I think we got him at the right time where we could still afford him. 
<laughs> I can imagine he's uh he, he sort of sprinkles his dust on like so many uh, good bands at the moment. So I understand why you guys uh you know have gone that way with him. What has he helped you guys with in that recording process? He was great, honestly, just selfishly for myself as a drummer. Um, I always had the producer or the engineer just go play less best to play less and don't get in the way of the vocals or anything. And I was like, okay. So I had to come up with these clever ways to put my stamp on things. And, you know, I, I knew I'd have a, a kid one day who would maybe play drums and I wanted them to be proud of my work. So I always tried so hard to fit in some good drumming without playing much. So Stevie was just really awesome because he actually, we spent half a day on a couple of drum fills for some songs. And I was just like, this is amazing. This is what it should be to actually care yeah. about these fills. Yeah, that is important. And he, I think, is a drummer first and foremost, isn't he? So, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's nice to be appreciated. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Hey, the band, you've been together for, for quite some time, but there have been times where you've broken up in between. Personal conflict or has it sort of creativity gets to a point where you go, hey, we need to take a break? There's a bit of both. We knew the first time we broke up, um, when it was a pretty big deal and people cared, we knew that, um, it was, you know, we could have churned out a couple of, a couple more albums and done a couple more tours, but we needed a break. Like it was all we ever knew as young men, um, mm. since we started so young. So that was part of the reason. And then I think the other thing was, you know, some of us got some ego, um, and we were just fighting every second because we've known each other for so long so the yeah i think we learned how to communicate a lot better coming back this what is it the second or third time you got together in 2020 and had a bit of a hit out then and then decided let's let's go again yeah it, it's it's more i guess just like continuing it, it felt natural to just keep doing this because we care so much about what we sound like and i think we're sounding the best we ever have for all ages you know older people and younger people are really liking it and it's it's really relevant again which is so good it, it seems like about 15 years ago it was everyone just everything was just so pop and you couldn't have guitar on the radio and it's just come back around again and it's it's awesome yeah that is a big change and one of the coolest things that's happening right now that heavy sound is more welcomed by people it seems like the radios are getting back behind it which is, uh, it's a great time to be in a band like this. Mm, I, I think it's, my personal belief is we're all dealing with a lot going on in the world right now. Um, and there's only so much angst and frustration you can get out through a pop song. Mm. So as much as there'll always be pop music and, and really great pop music, I think grunge is back for a reason. You know, we need to express ourselves and throw some frustration out into the world. You brought up before that it was all you guys did. Well, growing up was playing this band. Nowadays, you got kids. You're all, ma you know, you're married and working. Is it a nice, you know, mix you've got now? One hundred percent. I think it is like exactly that word. It's it's a great mix at the moment. I think for all of us, um, it's it's financially doable. You know, like we we can't be in a position now to be doing tours and losing money like we might have done mm -hmm. when we were teenagers. So it, it's all just kind of aligning. And honestly, it's the most boring answer ever. But anyone, any parent would understand having our kids come to the shows and kind of see what we do and have those memories. Um, that's what makes it all worth it, as, as well as all the fans that are still coming and having a great time. It's so good to make people happy with what you do. 
you're going to finish off the back end of the year pretty busy with short stack. There's going to be a regional tour before you hit good things. Now, you haven't done the regions in a long time, so there must be a bit of anticipation there going, oh, shit, I wonder how many people are actually going to be at these gigs. Yeah, and there'll be those people that are like, here's the photo we got X amount of years ago. Look, <laughs> look at us now, and they get us to recreate it. That's really fun, and it's just nice to – it's like a, a reunion to catch up with all these people that we've seen so long ago. It's awesome. How is the tour life? for short stack now compared to you know when you were 18 18 years of age out on the road we didn't know how to fix conflict back then we would just exist together we'd go i hate you i hate you i hate you but we'll spend the night together eating pizza and hating each other and watching a tv show but now we're like mm, it's probably worth paying a, an extra couple of hundred dollars to get separate rooms and when we go, I hate you, we go, see you tomorrow. And then we feel all better. So that's the key, right? Play your show, have a have a drink afterwards, and then just go your separate ways till the next morning. We just do a head nod. We go, it's time. We hate each other. It's time to return. <laughs> what, okay, what, what grinds your gears about, let's start with Sean. <laughs> How long have we got? Jeez. Um, okay, Sean. Well, let's do a love and hate to make okay. it nice. All right, so Sean... Love him because he's uh, he's probably the most fun of all of us. Hate him because he'll hit the most wrong notes for the evening. <laughs> or spring something on us last minute, surprise, we're actually playing a, a song that I've practiced but you guys haven't practiced. Uh, oh. Andy, love him because he's my brother and I have to. More of a heart than Sean, so that's why I love him. Hate him because he's the most stinky. Yeah, right. okay. We'll leave it at that. Doesn't shower? Occasionally. Okay. Once or twice a year, that'll do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks for um, thanks for jumping on the podcast. Uh, is there anything else you want to push? Obviously, you got the tour uh, in the regional and, and good things. Good things. Great festival, isn't it? Isn't that yeah. a, an incredible festival? I thought when Soundwave was gone and uh, Big Day Out was gone, I was like, shit, what's around? But uh, the good things really, really uh, climbing in popularity. Yeah, they've definitely um, filled a hole and it's going to be awesome. We're stoked to be playing a huge festival. Please check us out. And obviously, yeah, if, if you're able to head on to shotstackband.com, check out our regional dates. We're really excited. Um, the tickets aren't too expensive. It's just going to be an awesome time. Come check us out. Awesome, Brady Webb. Thanks so much for jumping on the Street Press podcast. I'll have to get out to a show soon. Absolutely killing it at the moment and I'm loving the heavy sound. Thanks very much. There he is, the man behind the tubs of Short Stack. That is Brady Webb, the drummer. If you want to go and check Short Stack out, they are hitting a lot of places over the next month or so. They're kicking off their tour tomorrow, October 5th. Chelsea Heights in Australia, but they are also hitting Torquay. They're going to Edge Hill. They're going to Townsville, Brisbane, Burley Heads, Kings Beach, Gossie represent. Penrith, they're even going over to Frio. And then they are rounding out this year on the Good Things Festival. So plenty happening for Short Stack. Uh, and like you said, tickets are pretty cheap. So uh, go and see what the boys have been up to. And check out that new record that came out last year. I think you might enjoy it. And you might be pleasantly surprised too. All right, it's time for this. Letters! Yes, the part of the show where you can write on in. It is called Letters. Go to the streetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters. Or you can click the link in the uh, show links. Um, that's an easy way to do it, isn't it? So basically you write, I read. 
that's the deal. I'm just pulling one up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one's from Bob, who said he listens to last week's episode, the Clowns episode with Henny Jay, who is a really big inspiration for him and also his daughter, Emily. And we asked Henny Jay a question that he had um, put forward to me. And Bob says, hey, listen to the Henny J pod on my journey. Thanks so much, man. And Emily was absolutely stoked too. No worries. Happy to help you, Bob. Uh, it's very easy to just ask a question for, for anyone really. But, uh, yeah, you want to write on in, go to thestreetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters. Hey, as for my band, the Ritzy Kids, uh, we are playing another gig. This time we're supporting you and my, which is pretty cool, at uh, the Everglades in Woi Woi on the – 18th of November. You can grab tickets at theritzykids.com if you want to come and check us out. Uh, our EP launch a couple of weeks ago was unreal. It was uh, so much fun to do that. So that'll be you and I in November. And then we've also got a gig uh, in December, the start of December. So we've got a few coming up. If you want to come and catch us, uh, it would be sick. All right. Hopefully I have your ears right here next week. Another episode of the Street Press Podcast. We drop them every Wednesday. Until then, take care. Bye.